We kind of glossed over the uh, last part of the uh, Fabrengen yesterday. I, I was encroaching way too far into the Dafyomi space. So, um, so I want to go over again the, uh, the last part of the Fabrengen we learned yesterday. Basically, we were learning yesterday about um, how Yitzchak was above time. And that when he gave birth to Yaakov at the age of 60... He really wasn't just 60, he was 62 plus, and the years that he was in Gan Eden, the years he was in heaven, didn't count. So he wasn't, wasn't just someone who visited Gan Eden, like a Bishu ben Levi, or like the Ben Ashunamis, but he was someone who brought the spirit of Gan Eden with him. That's why when he met Yaakov in this Victoria portion, he said, I smell the scent of Gan Eden. How do you know the scent of Gan Eden was like? It was because he was in Gan Eden, he brought that back to this world. So, so there's something that we're supposed to... Um, um, take from this. Something some, we're supposed to learn from this. What, is, what does that have to do with us in our lives? We, we, we said that Yitzchak um, was so in touch with Ganed and so in touch with the coming of Mashiach that that's why he wanted to bless Esav. He saw the transcendent light of Hashem that was connected to Esav. So, and even though, even though Esav had some rotten parts too, so why didn't you see that part? If you saw the transcendence, why didn't you just see the, the, the literal? And the answer is, is that he was, a, a huge, it was from the future. So therefore, he didn't see Asa the way he is in the present. He saw Asa as he is in the future. And therefore, he thought it was appropriate to give him the blessing. Now, it also explains why he was willing yesterday, how he was able to bless Asa with the country of Italy. Lechera Halacha says you're not allowed to, there's a discussion, there's an argument, whether or not you're able to um, give someone a gift or make an act of acquisition with something that doesn't yet exist yet. How could he give Ace of something that doesn't exist? And Italy did not yet exist until Shlomo Melech married the daughter of Pare. That's when the Sutton came and put this uh, rod or something in the sea, and around that grew the country of Italy. So how is he giving some... Malach Gavriel, yeah. How did, how did he um, uh, give him something that didn't yet exist? Or may have not existed. Everybody said, for example, on 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 Saul Shudas, if you say a teaching of Torah, if you say your own teaching of Torah, and then it's discovered that teaching isn't true, and you're and using your Torah teaching to substitute for eating on Saul Shudas, you haven't done anything because the Torah teaching wasn't true either. Therefore, if they, if they make sure it's a true Torah teaching, someone else's Torah teaching that's from that's that's from true great great sages of Israel, and then if you're using that Torah teaching to substitute for your eating of Saul Shudas, okay, you've done something. But here. How could he give Ace of something that doesn't yet exist? So, so he answered is that it's not that he gave something that doesn't yet exist. In his world, does exist. Yitzchak lived in the future. In Yitzchak's world, there was already the country of Italy, there's already the coming of Mashiach, and therefore he's giving something that does exist. So that's what, what, you, what a unique character of Yitzchak is, that he's able to take from the future and bring it into the present. So now I want to go inside in, in the lesson in our lives, to explain what this means in our service of Hashem, my first prefacing that there are only three people who are called our patriarchs. Vurbaz and explains there's a difference between our patriarchs and the other children of Yaakov, the Shvatim, the twelve children of Yaakov, and the three patriarchs. What's the difference? By every single Jewish man and woman, it's not necessarily true that everyone has all the levels of all the tribes. But every single person has every something from 
every one of the patriarchs. I just want to point out, in other occasions, um, the Rebbe said that it does say that when Yaakov gave the blessings to his children, he did give each one an individual blessing, but actually if each one an individual blessing, the Torah says, each person according to his blessing, he blessed them in the plural. And says them in the plural because in addition to giving each one of them their own blessing, he also included all of them in the blessings of each of them. And so in a similar way, as we, we know from the first 12 uh, days, 13 days of Nisan, we say that special prayer that we should have the energy of each of the 12 tribes. So, so there's certainly something that we do receive from each of the 12 tribes, but it's not as significant as what we receive from our patriarchs. They're called our patriarchs for a reason. They're called tribes for a reason. There, are, there is your specific niche. And let's just, just speak practically for a second. So you are, let's say, from the tribe of Zvulun. You're not someone who's meant to be a Torah scholar all day. That's not your job. However, the time you spend studying Torah, as uh, we saw in the video two weeks ago, um, has to be like it's Shabbos. It's Shabbos, that nothing else is going on, and you, right now you're your Sachar. So you have to have your Sachar element in your Zvulun lifestyle. So your main thing is Zvulun, but you also have your Sachar part of your day. True. So everyone has something of all the 12, 12 uh, tribes. Regarding the patriarchs, it's more. You have all of Avram, all of Yitzhak, and all of Yaakov. It's not like it is by the 12 tribes where you only have a little bit of each uh, and more of one. By, by the uh, three patriarchs, you have, a, you have it all. And that's why they call our patriarchs, our fathers. A father gives to his son. A son is similar to his father. Um, that's why in our prayers we begin with the God of Avram, God of Yitzchak, and God of Yaakov. Because each one of the patriarchs empowers every single Jew in their service of Hashem. This concept, Yitzhak comes from Ganeidin, and he draws from Ganeidin into the world, that's something that's relevant to every single Jew. Um, okay. Well, that doesn't give me to in the Shabbos. There's a similar concept about Shabbos. Shabbos blesses all days of the week. Although Shabbos is above time, yet Shabbos affects all of time. Chassidim say that Shabbos is like an island. And like you, when you visit an island, and everyone on the island acts in a certain way, even though you don't act that way, and, you're, and even though you go right back to your here and now, the fact you went to an island... That makes you different even when you come back from the island. You, you visited this island and you acted in one way this whole... This whole uh, I was thinking about this like uh, at, after the conference of uh, Shluchim, they have this unofficial Fabrengen. The unofficial Fabrengen lasts all night. And so like... <laughs> and, and, it's, it, and, and, and think about like people who like... Everyone comes the next morning to catch flights. Everyone, next morning they're up, they're up and early. Some people will buy the Fabrengen. Some people won't buy the Fabrengen. You think, okay, everyone show up the next day anyway, it's the same thing. That's, it's a big difference. You made an all-night for bringing, and the next day is a different kind of day. Okay, uh, so Shabbos is, is, is a visit to another, not, is another, another, uh, another zone. So it's, you're, you're going to a higher place, and therefore it affects all days of the week afterwards. Remember Rabbi Shachat, one for bringing he made, and uh, some of us in, in, in school, in, in Yeshiva, we didn't show up to the bringing. So he chastised one of the boys, I remember, you missed a trip to the world of Yitzira. If I bring the trip to the world of Yitzira, you're going to a higher world. 
That's why we mention Shabbos every single day of the week. The mitzvah to remember Shabbos every day. We fulfill this partially by saying in our prayers, today is the first day of, of the Shabbos. And also that we find that Shammai, whenever he bought something, he would say, this thing I'm buying is in honor of Shabbos. And as the Gemara continues to say, Shachlarach mentions that if he, if he found something better, then he would eat that, uh, that thing, and then he would, uh, re- he would um, use a better one for Shabbos. Uh, what this means in our service of Hashem is this. When a Jew is asked to reject the pleasures of this world, and all you should want is to, to see the pleasantness of Hashem. The Jew responds, Hey, dude, you connect me with a body, you connect me with an animal soul. In this world specifically is where you sent me. And you connected me with a body, connected me with an animal soul. How are you expecting? How are you demanding from me to reject all things of pleasures of this world and to only enjoy the pleasance of Hashem? The pleasance of Hashem is something of the future. That's something that, that we'll experience when, when, when Mashiach comes. Or after a person passes away. When you really get the pleasance of Hashem, you don't get that today. You don't really feel the full pleasance of Hashem today. You only feel a tiny, tiny bit today. So how are you expecting now to uh, totally reject the pleasures of, uh, pleasures of this world. As the Bredich of Rebbe said, Eivishter, what do you want from your children? Uh, you put all Gandeid and Gehenim in the Reishas Chachma, and you put all the pleasures of this world in the front of their eyes. What do you expect? And the answer is, The power we are given is through the God of Yitzchak. Through through um, what we receive from Yitzchak. There is a part of the Fabrengan that the Rebbe edited and part which wasn't edited. Here's I'm going to read another section from the unedited parts in note 48. Because we are connected to Yitzchak, and we call Hashem the God of Yitzchak, every Jew is able to raise himself above time. And this is something which is pertinent to all times. For example, next column. You need to overcome a certain type. There's something that is on your plate. I don't mean literally. I mean there's something that's, that's, that's coming up. And it's not for you. You, reject, you, you, you shouldn't be into this. You shouldn't, want, you shouldn't do it. It says in many holy books, What's the advice when you have that you're encountering something and you doesn't, it's, it leaves much, much to be desired in your life and it doesn't belong? How do you overcome this challenge right now? Says it in the Shalah, says in Tanya, You should picture what will happen after you fulfill your desire. Nature of people is, after you have whatever you thought was like the thing, then you see it's, it was nothing. It was nothing. What was it for? To the extent, so much so, a person wonders about himself. How could I not overcome this this thing 
it was nothing. It it it, it wasn't it wasn't as meaningful as as it wasn't as um, exciting as what I thought. So so that that's what that's far when you're when you're in, you're about to uh, think about how you'll feel a second after you do whatever it is. Like you, you, you deciding that looking at the news isn't isn't so much for you, right? Let's say you say you don't need you don't need to look at the news as much as you're doing. You're about to look at the news, so think about how you'll feel after look at the news. What what, what are you going to gain? It's above my. It's nothing. It's going to give you some kinds of. Um, it's going to make you feel fulfilled. Make you feel happy. It's going to it's going to close the gap in your inside of you. Exactly the opposite. The opposite. Right, you feel anxiety. You're gonna feel the. You're gonna feel like the the, the 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 fragmentation just by opening the page. You're gonna see the 16 different things that happened today, and 14 of them are. Huh? People want to share news with me. Yeah. Only good news. Kate said, "You fell al atzmei after the saw that." Stam Rabbi Gansberg, also there was Meshamish Bakesh worked in the Rebbe's home for many years. When the Rebbe was taken to the hospital, the Rebbe asked him they should report to him every fifteen minutes what's going on. <laughs> so interesting. Um, I, there wasn't only the Rebbe but uh, I, I I heard this about the Rebbe didn't know if it was true or not. What I heard was that by, by different tzaddikim tzedkanyes, before they pass away, they ask for a drink of water. Why? So when Mashiach will come, they'll be able to say, Bereni Fasha Shabbos. They say, Bereni Fasha, thank Hashem for their soul again. So they drank up a cup of water now, and they pass away. And then when they're resurrected, they can thank Hashem for their soul. And they say, the after Baruch Bereni Fasha. So the Abbot's in actually on the way to the hospital, she asked for a cup of water. She told Shalom um, Gansberg, Shalom, Hashem should give you life, or you gave me life. Anyway, so he reported that every 15 minutes. He didn't want to do it at first because he knew he's knowledgeable of, of uh, medical stuff and you don't know how to report it. So if you don't understand something, just ask me. But anyways, he gets, and, but then she passes away. So he stops, he stops reporting. So, um, so there's no, he wants a doctor, a Dr. Feldman, to call her up. And, Rebbe, and we came back, Rebbe said, we, we, we agreed on something. You, 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 were, you were supposed to uh, keep reporting. But anyways, but Rebbe said, you should always only say, only share good news. So, yeah. So the way is when, when you're when you're encounter whatever it is, and it seems like this is what you need, but after you have it, you're like, ah, what was that? Question is asked. How am I supposed to convince myself now of how I feel then? Now is now. Then is then. It's true. After I have whatever it is, I'll feel like nah, it wasn't such a big deal. But before I have whatever I have, it feels like this is it. How can you compare the two scenarios? There is when I am full of fire, right, which is now. Then when I'm frigid afterwards. So how can you ask me now when I'm full of fire to be the way I'm going to be in a few minutes after I have whatever I want and then it becomes disinteresting to me. How can you expect of me now to be like, like I am then? But my the answer is because you are from Yitzchak, and Yitzchak was a citizen of the future, is associated with time becoming Mashiach, is above time, therefore you as a Jew also have the ability to be above time. You have the ability to put yourself in the, in, in, in the future. You have to experience the future. That is in the Gelevei the Guf. So too in regards to our service of Hashem itself. 
Let's say you have a choice to either follow the instructions you are given by Hashem or to do something which is more in the realm of seeing the pleasantness of Hashem. Something that you personally enjoy about your Judaism. There's something Hashem wants you to do, it's something that you want to do. So it says that when Mashiach will come, we'll see the greatness of acceptance of the yoke of Hashem. It will be revealed the glory of the simplicity, as it says in Ayom Yom, of simple Jews and their, and their acceptance of the yoke of Hashem and how, how faith is infinite. We'll see the glory of, of simple faith and acceptance of the yoke of Hashem when Mashiach will come. But now, the, what, what's, what's more apparent is the, um, the value, I mean, to us as human beings, it seems that what's, what's more valuable is, is, is our experience of something Instead of the dry performance of a mitzvah, the dry performance of, of saying another pasuk of Tilim, it seems that, that, that our experience seems much more meaningful for us. Uh, so therefore the guy says, better, since now, when my experience is, revelation is more meaningful, better I do something where I experience revelation. Let's say I, I go to a fabrengen. I feel more uplifted by fabrengen. But what, what, have to, what I need to do now is need to say Tilim. So it's... it's, it's <laughs> In 770, it's possible, right? There's Fabrengans all day long, and there's also Tilm all day long. So which one are you going to go? So there's a time to say Tilm, time to go to Fabrengan. So you, you can't exchange and say, I'm going to go to Fabrengan when it's time to say Tilm, even though you may enjoy the Fabrengan more. But how are you supposed to resist? Since Mashiach will come, we will experience the virtue of simple acceptance of the Yoke of Hashem, and we are connected to Yitzchak. Yitzchak gives the Jew the ability to connect to the future. And since the Mashiach will come, we'll see the value of Kabbalah Sale. Therefore, also now we're able to channel that to the present and to live with the, the purview of the coming of Mashiach. Okay, so that's the, um, the way to overcome the various challenges that we have is by picturing what's going to happen in the future. How it'll, and we can because we come from Yitzchak. We're able to live in the future. We're able to raise ourselves and, and, and visualize how things will be in the future and, there, and, and thus to, to reject and resist whatever things don't belong in our life. Okay, back inside. Um, another point, as I mentioned yesterday, is it's not just about thinking about how this passion will be insignificant, but also to put your mind and to delve into the coming of Mashiach. Think about the world of Gan Eden. And picture this so vividly so that you are able to recognize and feel that all the pleasures, even pleasures which are real pleasures, are only the um, leftovers from the pleasures of Ganadin. The word the Rebbe uses are psalis. Psalis is also the word that's used for excrement. There's what the body needs, and then there's what's secreted from the body that does not belong in the body. So too in every world, there is the main, there is what, what's meant for that world, and whatever is lower than that world is sent to the world beneath it. So Ganadin is a world of pleasure, pleasure of godliness, pleasure of holiness, pleasure of spirituality. Whatever does not belong in Ganadin, the soilist left over is the insignificant things which don't belong in Ganadin, are sent to the world beneath it, and that eventually is the source, after many, many levels, the source of physical pleasures. So why would you go after 
the insignificant pleasure, we can get the real pleasure, pleasure of Gandhatan. Why would you leave the most enjoyable thing and take what's 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 secondary? Takes what take take what's what's the extrament of the real pleasure. I think um, they were saying this in the concept of the ma- of Iker and Tafel. We have something which is the main co- con- the main content, and then things which are secondary. Like when you have a dish, you have this is the, the you're eating spaghetti, and there's something to season the spaghetti. If you're not going to eat the spaghetti, you're not going to put in the uh, seasoning. The, the seasoning is just to uh, enhance the spaghetti. So um, so the whole point of of um, the, uh, the whatever Hashem gives us in this world is 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 not the point. This is just what is what is coming as a result of what Hashem is going to give us in the coming of Mashiach, as a result of the pleasure that exists in the higher worlds. That's the main thing. Mashiach comes and experiences the real pleasure. All these pleasures will become insignificant. So therefore, we should put all of our thoughts in the main thing. We should we should we should scuba dive all of our thoughts. In the main thing, in the main pleasure, in the, ple- in the coming of Mashiach. That's where our thoughts should be. As Rebbe said also many years later, it's the hi- it's, people say in English, Rebbe said that it's high time for something. It's high time. It means it's, it's, it's appropriate time. Rebbe said it's the highest time right now, the time for the coming of Mashiach, and therefore our thoughts should be about the coming of Mashiach. That's where our thoughts should be. And here, in this Rebbe, Rebbe speaks about how thinking of the coming of Mashiach will lift you above all of the petty things that are around you. As Rebbe said on another occasion, how Perkyavis, in Ethics of Our Fathers, it says, look at three things, you'll never sin. So the question is, why does it say look at three things? There's, you can count how many things that the Mishnah lists. And the answer is, the Mishnah is saying, don't just look at these three things. Look at also the third thing. The third thing means the coming of Mashiach. The, look, look at the third Geula, the, the ultimate redemption through Mashiach. Look at the Geula and think about it and make it visual to yourself and that will lift you above the hands of sin. Not only will you not make any mistakes, you won't come close to mistakes. That's what the that's what the value is about thinking and learning about Mashiach. Okay, so the the way to be able to do this is not just by putting your thoughts there, but also through Kabbalah sale. In other words, it's not as sufficient to just put your mind into the time the coming Mashiach. In order to for that to be significant, you have to first take the reins of yourself and have the Acceptance the yoke of heaven. Just like in order to get to Gan Eden, you need to first go through something to forget whatever you saw in this world, and you have to prepare, and you have to be elevated, and you have to, be, and you have to experience true devotion to Hashem. I mentioned yesterday that you go through a river to get to Gan Eden. The river is called the river of fire, and, and it makes you forget whatever you saw you see in this world. Another thing you need to go need to have to get to Gan Eden is this elevator sort of thing. It's called the pillar. And the pillar is about experiencing total devotion to Hashem. So you go through this pillar, which is about bittel. So too, if you want to put your mind into Ganeid in the present, your mind into the coming of Mashiach in the present, it will take bittel. It will, it, in order for that to be real, you have to have this acceptance of Hashem and say, I'm going to study about Mashiach. It takes bittel to do that. To get to Ganeid, you have to have bittel. You have to go in that elevator. So too, in order to make the coming of Mashiach and, the, and, the, and what's happening in Ganeid meaningful for you, to start off, and you have to first take the reins and have the acceptance of the yoke of heaven first. And that's also the theme of Yitzchak. Yitzchak is about Bittal. Yitzchak is about acceptance of the yoke of heaven. 
Yitzchak is called pachad Yitzchak, the fear, the, the dread, meaning the reverence, the, 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 the acknowledgement and the service of Hashem. Okay, now understand something else. Now understand also the custom, why when you give the kala a ring at a marriage, the kala is quiet. So it's true halachically that her silence indicates that she agrees. But everything that's good, it would seem, is better to be explicit and say what halachically her silence means that she agrees, that she's, that she's okay, that she accepted the marriage and therefore the marriage is valid. Isn't it better, though, to say it explicitly, I do, I accept? And yet the custom is that the call of the bride is quiet. The answer is, is that the way to cause closeness, closeness of essence to essence, and in a way that will bring the infinite light of Hashem in the world, and their children will be born, and there'll be some, the birth of children is an expression of infinity because their children will also have children, and their children's children will also have children. It goes on and on forever. So the, a marriage is a time when the infinite light of Hashem is drawn down to that will eventually produce offspring, etc. So what's the way to bring down the essence of Hashem's, bring down Hashem's light, the infinite light of Hashem? It's through total devotion to Hashem. And through the total devotion to Hashem, that causes the inner bond. And, that, and to the point that eventually you reach a level where, as the Torah says, the the woman of valor is a crown of her husband. Not only is she united in one, and there's a connection of essence to essence between the essence of the bride and the essence of the groom, but more that the bride rises beyond and higher the level of the groom. So the, so the answer is, in short, the reason why she's quiet is on the contrary, that signifies the, the inner bond that they're experiencing, and, that, and that's also similar to what we're discussing here, that in order to experience Ganeit in this world, or to experience the coming of Mashiach in this world, or to get to that closeness, it's through Bittal, through Kabbalah also, through acceptance of Yoke of Hashem. And just like by a marriage, this Bittal, this, the silence of the, of the bride, causes the union of the husband and bride in a very deep way, the essence to essence, and that brings down the infinite light of Hashem, so too, we are the bride of Hashem, and our silence, meaning our, our, our simple acceptance of the yoke of Hashem, connects us to the infinite light of Hashem and, and brings out the true virtue of who we are, the virtue of the Jewish people, uh, who are called the bride of Hashem, and the point that the bride is called the crown of her husband. So, what brings, so yeah, we've got to think about the Geula, today is the day of Geula, the day of the Rebbe's recovery from the heart attack, and to think about the the coming of Mashiach, when again we're going to see the Rebbe, we'll see the revelation of godliness in the world, and we'll have to meditate and think about, just like, just like these days, that there was a great revelation of godliness, to think about this revelation, and we have to, um, realize it's going to happen again, very soon, and, uh, and the way to make it real, for ourselves, is through accepting the yoke of Hashem. Chaim Lebrach.